Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And I want to ask you, are you using a scale as your main indication of progress? Does your physical progress dictate your success or even worse, your worth? Does not seeing changes on the scale or even in your clothes or how you look or your physical appearance make you feel like giving up? Then today's episode is totally for you because we're going to talk all things progress. And just like the title says, a reality check to tracking your progress. And that's really, really what I want it to be for you today to really shift your mindset and your perspective around progress. And what does that really mean to you? But also in a practical sense, because Let's be honest, I know that your physical appearance is actually a big part of why you're doing this, and that's totally cool, but I am going to share with you some ways that are going to be realistic and and how to track progress in a healthy way, and not only that is I'm going to share with you what and how to track your progress that will keep you staying motivated and not having you or not letting you want to like give up when you don't see those physical changes because the truth is like you know this this whole progress thing isn't an uphill linear thing it's kind of like a dance like you take one step forward you take two steps back you take three steps forward and it kind of does this dance or for a more visual description that we can all relate to is if you hand your two-year-old or your toddler a crayon and you tell them to scribble on a piece of paper and you know that mess of all those swirls right those scribbles that is pretty much a realistic representation of what progress can be like. And we've all been there, but yet we kind of beat ourselves up thinking that, you know, progress should be prettier, progress should be more linear. Um, I shouldn't be having these setbacks. When I do have these setbacks, this is just an indication that I'm weak or I did something wrong. And what is what does that really look like? Because a lot of us are very quick to be like, oh, I didn't see progress this week. Oh, I'm in a rut. And to kind of put things in perspective, on what a rut is, and I know that's not where we're going to talk about, or a plateau, should we, well, most of us call it a plateau right now, really, right? Um, is if you have been doing things very consistently for three weeks and you're doing the same thing that was getting you results and you're still doing that, and in three weeks you're not seeing progress, it's safe to say then that something needs to change. It's safe to say then that, that you are in a true plateau, but it's normal to not see progress every week. Um, and, you know, if one, and maybe to see not see progress in the same way every week. You're not going to be losing the same amount of weight every week. And it's really normal in the beginning um, and, and or as time goes on in your weight loss that that's going to slow down. And sometimes there's going to be weeks that you're actually making good progress, but the skill is not going to be a good representation of that. And we're going to look at that. So my big goal by the end of this episode is that you stop putting yourself on this high, unrealistic pedestal because you and I know how much it hurts when you fall off that thing. And to put things in perspective of what really matters in the grand scheme of everything. And now my second goal is to give you the tools to track that progress in a way that will help you reach your goals to stop getting misinformed by your freaking skill. (laughs) And then my third goal is to show you how to track the kinds of progress that will help you stay motivated, especially when you feel like your efforts are short-lived. When you feel, when those weeks come where you don't see the physical changes, because it's really, really important that we have a healthy mindset and that we're doing things that are going to keep us motivated 
and on track even when we do not see the results because like I said, there's going to be weeks we're not going to see those physical changes and sometimes those physical changes are so small that it's only after weeks that they accumulate that we can actually really see a difference. So we need to have a really good game plan on how we're going to stay motivated and what we can do to focus on other things besides just I want to lose so much weight per week, right? We definitely need to have those goals, but we also need to have other goals. And actually, I'm going to go, I'm going to be even bold to say that you really don't even need, <coughs> oh gosh, I choked on my spit. Have you ever had that happen? Had that happen to me all the time. Um, it's okay not to even have weight loss goals, right? Like to, to not say I want to lose X amount of weight. And I'm starting to see that actually to be more common <coughs> with women, where they don't have those kinds of of goals, which is actually pretty freaking awesome because as you're going to see in today's episode, the scale can be very misleading. And so, um, you know, on a side note, before we even get started, because I'm really excited to dig deep into this topic and you know, I'm going to keep it simple and light because the truth is like most things that work long term, that's what they are. They're simple, right? Because they're things that we can keep applying. Those are things that are practical and make sense. And that is all what I'm about is practical advice, things that we are going to be able to help us to keep those long term results because that's really what matters. We don't have a weight loss problem. We have a keeping the weight off problem. We don't have a problem with seeing results. We have problems with keeping results. So on a side note, I also recommend you listen to episode 16, which is a step-by-step process to reaching your big goal because it will teach you how to set goals that will actually create more motivation and goals that are going to give you more than that whole, I just want to lose three pounds this week, which really doesn't work in the grand scheme. We need to be, we need to have goals that are actually going to keep us moving forward. So really listen to episode 16. And I think it's really going to blow your mind if you haven't listened to it yet. But of course, listen to it after this. So let's dive in easy, but we're going to go really deep. And wow, that sounded really sexual. (laughs) That was like something my husband would say. But anyways, we're going to roll with it. So let's start off easy. And like I said, as we go on, we're going to get a little bit more in depth on this whole thing. And, And like I said, really deep with things. So let's put progress first. Let's start off by putting progress into perspective because the fitness and weight loss industry has really blown the shit out of proportion when it comes to glamorizing like this overnight successes and extreme weight loss. Like we've seen this kind of things. And one of the best examples in our like Western culture has been the biggest loser competitions, but they don't do those anymore. It's that, that, you know, that show the biggest loser. And so I kind of dig some, kind of dug up some statistics, kind of read about like what went down. And not only that, I was like, where are these people now? And on average, I found out that contestants lost about 17 pounds in their first week. And 25 of the contestants lost 20 pounds in their first week. Like, what? <laughs> like, is that, is that even physically possible? That is crazy. 17 pounds is on average of what these people were losing their first week. So that sets the playing field of like how extreme the show was and how extreme their weight loss was. And the weight loss of these people was really amazing. But what happened long term, right? What happened after those six months on The Biggest Loser? These people were losing like over 100 pounds, like insane weight loss. So six months later, majority of them have gained back the weight, but this is also the kicker. They have actually severely slowed down their metabolism, which means they burn less amount of calories every day. So even though they had gained back the weight, their metabolism was actually slower than before the show, before they had initially lost the weight. So why, why does that suck? Like, why does that really matter? I mean, it sucks that they lost, they gained the weight back, but really the metabolism slowed. So what does that mean? That means that they have to eat even less food now to maintain even that bigger weight. Like even though they gained the weight back, the way that they're maintaining that weight is eating less than what they were eating before the show when they had to maintain that same amount of weight, which is not where you want to be. Um, And so there's actually more to this story. You can actually Google it. There's a lot of actual articles like talking about The Biggest Loser. And bottom line, though, is that this is just an example 
of extreme dieting. This is showing you what happens when you extreme diet. Guess what? It doesn't work. <laughs> we all know this doesn't work. Statistics show long term it doesn't work. I've talked about this, guys, tons and tons. Like we know that this approach doesn't work, but yet, what is the better way? And you know, there there is a better way, but we need to talk about what is realistic when it comes to tracking progress. What is realistically how much weight you can lose and, and why? Why does that matter? Why is not more better? Because, you know, we have this thing in West in our Western society where it's like more is better. And guys, I'm from Texas. We have a saying or there's a saying in Texas like bigger is better. I get it, right? Like I, I, I know this saying, and I've this is this mentality. But when it comes to weight loss and getting fit, it's really not the best mentality to have. So, what is healthy weight loss? Well, really, guys, healthy weight loss is one to two pounds a week. Like that is amazing. That's what I tell my clients. Like, oh, you lost a pound this week? That's freaking awesome. You know, slow and steady is going to win the race long term. And I know you guys heard this, but I want to even put it into more perspective. I always want to like explain things because I am that type of person. Like somebody tells me like, okay, this and this is what's better for you. But I'm the type of person I want to know, well, why? Like, I don't like to just do things. I'm kind of defiant. I'm always like testing boundaries and like, okay, well, why not? Like, why can't I do that? You know, so really why is only one to two pounds really good? And what most people don't pay attention to during their weight loss is where that weight is coming from as the scale moves, you know? And, but it actually matters a lot. A lot of people just want to see that scale move, but don't even think like, what, where is this weight loss coming from? Is it muscle? Is it fat? Is it water? And you want your weight loss to come from fat, not muscle. And though it's normal to maybe lose a little bit of muscle during the fat loss process, it's also possible to gain muscle too, which is what I would call the sweet spot when you're gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time. And that's actually really, really where you want to be. Um, so when you lose weight too fast, uh, you are more at risk for actually losing muscle. So why does this matter? Remember, we want muscle to keep our metabolism up and to look toned when the fat comes off so we don't look like that flabby, skinny, or skinny fat. It's really important in the grand scheme of things if you really want to keep this weight loss off because you also want to go about it in a way that's not going to severely uh, drop your metabolism because when that does happen and that happens in restrictive traditional dieting, that's only setting you up to gain weight back and it's, set, it's triggering a starvation mode in your body that's setting you up to gain more fat is setting you up to regain the fat and to gain more um and it's just we're not, that's for another to really dive in but just know that that's what that's setting up for and I don't really even have to explain myself because you've been there or you know somebody else that has lost weight on a diet has lost a bunch of weight and guess what happens they gain the weight back and then some more there's a reason your your body is reacting in the way that it has been programmed over centuries this is how your ancestors have survived in times of famine your body is reacting completely normal yet we think there's something wrong with us when we gain that weight back and more. But it was the way that we went about the weight loss that set us up for that to begin with based on how our bodies react to that, right? So bottom line is you don't want to be gaining, you don't want to be losing a bunch of weight every week because you do not want to be losing muscle. That's how this is one of the big keys to keeping the weight off. And this also... Like I said, this sets you up just for long-term weight loss. So this actually ties in to what I wanted to talk about next is why the scale is not the best indication of progress. And some of us, I think this is kind of coming back around where people start, are starting to realize that the scale is not the best indication of progress. But I want to explain why once again, right? I want to dive in into the whys of things because if you understand why you're more uh, more likely to actually follow through with it and to understand what you're doing and, and it makes a, it makes a difference when we know why. So when you step on that scale, it's showing you everything, right? It's like your water weight, your fat, your muscle, your organs, everything that encompasses you. 
And when it comes to weight loss, we should really be calling it fat loss because that's what we want. We should be losing fat. And like I said, traditional dieting and ways of that don't really care where the weight comes off. It's just like, I want to see that number on the scale move. But as you know, already, we don't want to be losing muscle. But I'm going to also be talking about this too, is water weight fluctuations. Ladies, 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 <laughs> I always tell my clients, do not weigh yourself the week before your period. And why? Because your hormone shifts are going to make you retain more water. It's freaking natural and normal. Another thing is you go on a binge or a splurge on the weekend. Do not weigh yourself on Monday, ladies. And the reason being is because more than likely you ate a bunch more carbs than what you're used to. So that means you're going to be retaining more water weight. All right. So if you did that, you go on a bender, you eat a bunch of food on the weekend and you step on the scale and you're like five pounds more. You did not gain five pounds in two days. Like that is probably physically impossible. Like (laughs) a lot of it is water weight because you retain more water. The more carbs you eat, the more water you retain. For every gram of carb you eat, you retain, I think it's three or four grams of water. I can't remember off the top of my head. But bottom line is you're going to hold more water weight the more carbs that you consume. So I want you to keep this in a perspective, a mindset. So this is why this scale is one of the reasons why the scale is very misleading for water weight reasons. We can fluctuate five pounds very easily in water weight. You want to know? I mean, and even think about food. I mean, you're eating food throughout the day. That's contributing to just mass in your body. You know, if you weigh yourself in the morning and then in the evening, you're going to see a big change, right? But that's not necessarily that you just gained all that weight uh, in fat. Like that's just not possible. So really keeping that with mind. So if you're going to use the scale, which it's okay to use a scale, just kind of check yourself on uh, like, how is this mentally helping me? Some people do better not using a scale. I want you to take it with a grain of salt. So if you are somebody that, you know, weighing yourself actually keeps you on track, it keeps you focused and in a healthy way, and you're not letting it ruin your day or dictate your worth or really being a strong form of progress, it's just keeping you in check, then that's fine. That's a really good way to use the scale. But if you're somebody that it makes you feel bad about yourself. You're using it, like I said, as a way of, of um, dictating your self-worth and your real p- in progress and everything revolves around the scale. I want you to go take that thing and I want you to go put it in a closet far away <laughs> or get rid of it because it's not doing you any good at that point. So, you know, I'm not somebody that's saying the scale is horrible. I'm just saying we have to keep it a respect perspective and we have to use it for what it's worth and and know where its limitations are and where it's not helping us and be in tune with that in your mindset. So another thing is it can be misleading. If you are somebody that is strength training while you're trying to lose weight, you could see the scale stay the same. Or you could see the scale state go up. And it's misleading because once again, it's accounting for everything in your body. So if you're gaining muscle, right? And even if you're losing fat, that can counterbalance on the scale. Or if you're gaining muscle and, you know, you're still losing fat, but you're getting more muscle than the fat. Well, guess what? You can see the scale go up. Does that mean that you're going in the wrong terms of progress? No, by no means at all are you doing that. So that's what I'm saying. It can be very misleading. And we have to have a healthy mindset and we have to like take it with a grain of salt. Um, so let's really talk about now what's, you know, now that we know what is normal progress, um, what is the best way to track progress if the scale is misleading, right? So let's kind of talk about other ways to track physical progress, right? We can do a body fat machine. So let's talk about, whoa, this is like another can of worms actually. So there's all kinds of different body fat machines. There's like the calibers where you like can just squeeze the body fat. That's like the most cheapest and probably easiest to do is that one. And I say easiest as in getting access to it and doing it. But as far as results, um, it can be kind of misleading as, as like if you're tracking that and it's like you're not doing it the same every time, you're not doing it in the same area, you know, it's easy to kind of like not get the same readings every time, okay? So that one can kind of be like, yeah, with the grain of salt, it's okay. Like, although what I'm gonna say when it comes to tracking progress in those kinds of ways, like body fat and the scale, it's like, okay, use it as a grain of salt kind of thing. And also, especially with these like 
those kind of body fat trackers is it's my it's not I'm going to tell you right now it's not going to be 100% accurate the only the most accurate way to test your body fat is through a DEXA scan and it's expensive and it's not easy to come by and you have to like go somewhere where they actually do it It, it's not something that's cheap but that's the most accurate way so these things I mean just know it's not going to be 100% accurate there's things that can throw these scales off um and so just kind of take it as a grain of salt as in am I kind of like seem like I'm progressing in the right way like am I going in 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 this in this upward progress am I seeing that I'm gaining muscle in in and losing fat and not know and knowing that it might not be accurate 100% but it's showing you a pattern that's kind of the best way to use those things the best body fat machines to get besides doing like a DEXA scan would be um get like a in-body comp machine would probably be the best. And that's a best alternative that's easy to come by. Most nutrition stores will allow you to do one for free. And the reason being is because it has electrodes on your feet and ones that you hold in your hand. Other body fat machines, it's like you either step on them or use a handheld. But in the in-body, it does both. So the the likelihood it's a little bit better. I mean, it is a little bit better, but like I said, take it with a grain of salt because even these body fat scans, um, they're sending like electro, uh, uh, currencies throughout your body. And there's certain things that can kind of like mess up a little bit of the reading or skewer the readings. You know, like if you go take that in-body machine, um, if you do that, if you look at the back of the printout, it'll actually tell you, or you go on the website, it can tell you factors that can kind of misscrew the the readings. You know, water weight's one of those things. It tells you like, you know, do it first thing in the morning. Don't work out before you come. Make sure you're standing for like five minutes before you get on the machine. You know, just all these kind of things, like little, little different things that can, can um, affect it and not only that is like you kind of have to also know how to read those printouts because um if you're looking at the weight then it can also like it accounts for water weight right so you you need to be able to see where the breakdown of your weight is not just look at the weight and be like oh my gosh like I screwed up like don't use it as a scale right like look is my my muscle going up is my body fat going down even though the number on the scale might have gone up right maybe I'm holding more water weight this time that I come in and, and did this body comp what's what Millie <laughs> Millie's here. I guess she's gonna hang out with me. Okay, in a minute, baby. Um, so you know, taking that, like I said, with a grain of salt and knowing how to read those kinds of things. And if you get a bad reading, not letting that all like completely like <laughs> to drain you because well, um, I don't even know if that's the proper word, but um, you know, getting you down because it could have been a misreading. I've had that happen where I go in one week and it's like, ah, it just doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem like it's reflecting like how my results have been and what they look like. So that's going to kind of go into the next kind of forms of measurement and tracking, which I think are better forms. Um, one thing, another thing you can be doing that's really easy you can do at home is you can be using a tape measure and you can be measuring yourself, right? So you know a waist let me tell you this if you're a waist measurement is actually a strong indication of of fat loss so say you get on the scale the scale's not moving any might have even gone up your strength training right maybe you're getting muscle um and then you get on the scale and i mean then you do your waist measurement but your waist went down well that is a strong indication that you're losing fat right even though the scale didn't move so your waist measurement is 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 linked to that very well but we also got to take that with a grain of salt too because you know we could be bloated all these kinds of things these best measurements are best done first thing in the morning and i'm gonna i'll be right back guys i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna go make sure my kiddo is situated real fast all right, I'm back. If you could tell what she was saying, she was asking for cereal. Guys, I am a mom just like you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my my daughter, I have to like literally, I have to cut her off from cereals. Like she's my like little cereal monster. So she only gets so many bowls a day. And I'm like, okay, that's it, girlfriend. Like we're cutting it off. So let's get back to anyways, on a side note, just want to let you know that, uh, you know what? I'm not perfect too. I'm trying to figure out this mom thing. And you know, doing the best I can as well. Um, anyways, progress. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So the best time to do these measurements and things like that are always first thing in the morning because, you know, what you eat is affecting your water weight and just different things like that, right? So first thing in the morning after a bowel movement, if hopefully, if uh, if you have one of those in the morning and 
Yeah. So that is another thing, measurements. Um, on a side note, though, I want you to, I didn't talk about this, about muscle gaining for women, because I have heard the saying before, like when the scale, like say a woman lifts weights and the scale goes up and it, and she's like, oh, I must be gaining a lot of muscle. And it's like, okay, yes, you could be gaining muscle, but I also want to put in perspective, like how much muscle can a woman really gain? It's actually less we gain muscle not as fast as men do because we don't have the same testosterone um, that men do. We have a fraction of the testosterone that men do. So it, muscle building is slower for us and it, it, it's hard for us. So that's why like you doesn't matter how much protein or food you eat and how heavy you lift, you're going to be limited to what your body is capable of and you can't like speed that process up. So if you are gaining a pound of muscle in a month, that is freaking amazing um more typical results is going to be like half a pound of muscle a month so i hope that kind of puts in a perspective like it's very small guys so if you are somebody that's lifting weights and you're like oh my gosh the scale went up i must be gaining a lot of muscle and it's like went up by like four pounds and it's like okay well maybe like a pound of that is a muscle from the month but you know you you can't you're you're limited like your body can only make muscle so much so fast right and we can't progress that anymore by just lifting more like it doesn't it doesn't work that way right so just keep that in perspective as far as like another reality check for like healthy progress and what that looks like so let's move on what are other forms of progress that are not based on the scale how your clothes fit is probably my favorite and the best one I think because really when you're losing like okay think about it you want to look a certain way because of how you're going to look in clothes how um you're going to feel about yourself like that's really honestly like when it comes to physicalness like that's what matters the most like how do you look how do you feel in your clothes like people aren't going around being like oh my gosh you look so good what's your body fat percentage or they say or let me take this back what's your body fat percentage and then based on that they're going to tell you how good you look no they're going to tell you how good you look based on how you freaking look so what does it matter what the scale is what does it matter what any of those body fat machine things tell you if you are happy with how you look and how your clothes fit that matters more than anything really in the grand scheme of things and I've had women come up to me and be like Jessica I don't know what's going on like I my the scale won't budge like my clothes are fitting better but the scale's not moving and I'm like okay girlfriend like hold up wait up did you just like I have to like put in perspective for them like okay so you're telling me your clothes fit better but the scale's not moving and they kind of smirk and they're like oh yeah like I, I hear what you're saying right and I know it's hard because we're all just programmed like we want to see that number on the scale move that is like we're, we're linking that to our progress that's what I'm trying to tell you if, if that's your main form of progress and your worth and your real results are all based around that girlfriend <laughs> like we got to change that because that's not helping you and that's not that's that's not a real indication of progress so if anything like I really hope I hammer that in throughout this episode so okay how your clothes fit right that is a really big one and then also I want you to keep it in perspective in this sense too, where they're fitting in the right places. Because this is another thing, um, depending on how you or where you are on your journey, how much are you looking more on weight loss or gaining muscle. But you might, clothes are might going to fit you tight in certain areas. But are those the areas like, are you looking to fit them tight in that areas? Like for example, we don't want our jeans to fit us tight in our stomach. But yet if our jeans are fitting us tight, like in our hips and our butt and our thighs, that could be a good thing, right? For me, that is like, that's one thing. Like when I put on my clothes, that's what I'm looking for. Like, am I filling out my butt? Like, am I filling out the butt part? And then my waist, how does my waist feel? Like those are like two big indications for me because I'm like, I want a bigger butt and I want a smaller waist. And I think a lot of women are looking for that kind of look. So really just kind of putting that into perspective too, like how are my clothes fitting me all around? And if you happen to, um, you know, your jeans are fitting your tight in your thighs and you're somebody that is already at your goal weight, like 
that could be really good progress because that means you're gaining muscle in your legs, right? Like it just because uh, in that and thinking about the possibility that you might go up in a uh, in a pant size, right? If you're somebody that is smaller and you're kind of you're trying to gain muscle and being okay with that, like you know, a size also doesn't define you either because. Guys, there's women that are the same height, the same weight, and they look completely different. Like their body shape, wherever they're holding their weight, makes them look different. So we need to get away from like defining ourselves by a number. And that even includes our clothes too as well. All right. Next thing is using a food diary as an exercise log. Like these are also good ways of tracking progress. And I know we're talking a lot about physical excuse me, physical progress, but nutrition plays a lot in that, guys. Like 80% of it's going to be your nutrition and 20% is going to be your exercise. But if you, and also when you're trying to transform your body though, and you're trying to get toned, exercise actually is a really big component. Like I don't want to downplay the exercise at all because that's how you're going to give your body that stimulus, that signal to build the muscle. The nutrition is just going to help to build the muscle, but the exercise is what stimulates that response. All right. The the beginning of that, and then the food uh, fulfills it, right. And repairs your muscle and recover as well. So, you know, keeping a food diary is really helpful. And especially also when you're trying to lose weight, if you've never kept a food journal, if you're somebody like you, you can probably lose weight and you could probably get some results by not tracking your food. And I'll give you that much, but there's going to be a point in time where you're going to have to dial it in. And also I, I can tell you hundred percent, if you do a food diary, you're, you're going to get better results. Statistics show that people that keep an, uh, a consistent food diary release twice as much weight as other people that don't because of the awareness. When you keep a food journal, it makes you aware of what you're eating. And that awareness in its own is everything. Cause you think about it, we are, um, you know, exercise is just one hour of the day and then we have what we're eating for the rest of the hours of the day. But at the same time, eating is habitual. There's something that we do every day and we just don't think about how we're eating because that's just how we've done it and we do it every freaking day. So just awareness alone, not, not, not even saying you're tracking anything, not saying you're tracking as far as calories or macros or anything, but just simply putting your food in a food journal, which you eat, can make a big difference on awareness. It also bring up eating habits as far as maybe you had some emotional eating or you can see food patterns patterns of like, when do you mostly crave things? And you can maybe look at your diary and be like, oh yeah, like I'm skipping meals. Like no wonder I'm freaking starving at night. Like there's just these things you can start seeing patterns. But the thing is you can't change something unless you're not aware of it. And a food journal will help you to become aware of what you need to work on changing. Right. So that's really good. Also, same thing with an exercise log. So you can see how you're progressing in strength, um, abilities and things like that. That's really another good thing to start tracking as well. Um, let's see, which that, I actually need to do a freaking episode on track, like keeping a food diary like that would be a really good one. Um, all right. And then the next thing that you can track um, that would kind that would kind of equivalent or relevate to like gaining muscle would be your strength in the gym if you are going up in strength then you're more than you're you're building more muscle right you're giving your body that stimulus to build more muscle and a result of having more muscle is going to be an increase in strength so that's something else that you can that kind of goes into that exercise log and really this last form of progress is a great introduction into the last goal i had for this episode which is you know the part that really is the best like this is I'm saving the best for last I'm saving the best message for last and now we're really gonna fully dive in deep remember I'm not gonna like told y'all that earlier we're gonna start off easy and really dive in deep and I'm gonna really make you guys think or make you really think and I told you I was gonna share with you a way to track progress that would actually give you motivation all right, this is, I'm excited about this part. Um, this is really where I want to shift your mindset around tracking progress. What does that really mean? And what does it mean for you? We've already talked about, you know, like how to track progress. We've talked about like what is healthy progress, like all the basics really of progress. And this is gonna take it a step further. Um, before I go any further though, I want you to really think about what progress means to you. When you think about progress, what comes to mind? What does it mean to you? 
And immediately you probably think of fitting into your skinny jeans, wearing a crop top, or maybe smiling as you're wearing the clothes you, you know, that the clothes you want to wear without picking apart all your flaws. Maybe that's what you think about when you think about progress. And I think a lot of us think that way. You know, when we think about progress in forms of weight loss and fitness, we're thinking the physical appearances. And that's great. But here's the issue. You know now that physical progress isn't linear. We talked about that, right? It's not an uphill thing. It's not, you're not going to be consistently seeing the physical results every week consistently. You can't expect to see that progress steadily all the time. So you need a way to stay motivated on those weeks when you don't see those physical changes. Or what about when you finally reach that goal, right? Like say when you finally like lose all the weight and you look how you want to look, well then what? How are you going to stay motivated? Let's talk about that. You know, so um, I got, which, which we're going to talk about it. And I, I really, I got the solution and, and it's really this, it's like the number one kind of progress actually keeps me motivated. Like I'm sharing you guys, the things that I share with you are things that I've been through. Like this stuff has worked not for me only, but like when I work with clients or when I work with other women or when I ask women what has worked for them, like there's these underlying things that all link together and all tie in and we overcomplicate this matter. Like, and, but there's really like these just dominating factors that really help. Um, and like I said, this, what I'm going to share with you, it keeps me more motivated than anything, more motivated than having sexy ads or <laughs> a bigger butt. And when I talk to women that have kept the weight off, like these are things that they talk about too. And um, so are you ready? Like you want to hear it? And it's focusing on tracking progress in things that are not focused about your physical appearance. Let me say it again. This is focusing on tracking things that are not focused around your physical appearance. And you're probably thinking like, wait, what? Jessica? <laughs> wait, come again? <laughs> what did she say? I thought this whole thing was about physical progress. Nope, it definitely goes way farther than that, guys. And I bet you a million bucks that you say you want to look a certain way, but the reality is that you want to look that way because of how you think it's going to make you feel or how you think it's going to change your life. It's more than just looking that way. Now, here's the big question. Why are you wanting to lose weight? Why do you want to get fit? Why do you want to gain muscle? Like, what's the whole point? Like, what is that going to do for you? Right? How is this going to improve your life? How is this going to help you out? And if you are sitting there shrugging your shoulders, not knowing what to say, um, you know, like, oh, Jessica, I don't know. I just want to look better. Then I suggest you really get in touch with that, like, ASAP. Because you're not, you're only going to go so far unless you have that underlying reason why. And maybe you're already kind of in touch with that, you know, but are you really honoring that every week? Are you doing things that are actually getting you closer to that thing? Are you honoring like what that deeper why is? So what kind of things can you track in terms of progress that doesn't have to do with physical appearance when the goal is revolving around physical appearance it's actually the things that are going to keep you motivated and the real thing that's going to push you forward in your goal because it will help you stay consistent focusing on things that are actually centered around your big why things that are not that don't have to do with all the physical appearances are really the key to what's going to help you keep you motivated and stay consistent consistency is the key right? And when we stay, when we're more motivated, we can stay more consistent. We can actually see better results. We can see progress. We can keep going. We can see, continue to see the progress. It's focusing on things like getting stronger, being able to do something that you weren't ever able to do or doing something that would make you feel like a badass. Like for me, it, used to, it was doing pull-ups. That was like a really big goal for me after my second daughter that kept me really focused and going to the gym because it took about six, like five or six months to get like consistent, to be able to do my first unassisted pull-ups, right? So that kept me busy for a while. Or even lifting a certain amount of weight is something good to focus on. Or even focusing on having more energy or more patience with your kids. It's focusing on how exercising and eating healthy is actually really affecting your damn life and like more than just how you look, Because when you focus on these things, then more than your physical appearance, 
you will have a win to celebrate every week, even regardless if the scale doesn't move. Because remember, we talked about it. You know, you're not going to see that scale move every day. You're, I mean, every week. You're not going to see the physical appearances every week. And sometimes it's that compound effect where then you can really see it. So these are the things that are going to keep you focused. And these are the things that are going to create more motivation. Because if you can create a win for yourself every week, even if that's a small win, that's going to create the self-confidence and the motivation. You're going to be like, I got this. I want to keep going, right? I'm seeing progress. A lot of times I see women give up because they're not seeing the physical progress. They're not seeing the scale move. They're not seeing things change. And that's they're so focused on that. So when that doesn't happen, they're like, I'm giving up. Like there's something wrong. There's no will. Like they don't understand how progress really works. And then on top of that, they're focusing on the wrong type of progress. You know, it's okay to focus on the weight loss and things like that and the physical stuff, but that should not be your main factor of progress. That should that should be at the that should be like a nice side effect. That's like the icing on the cake when you do everything right, the weight loss, you know? Um, so you know, when, when you go, like, for example, like one thing I noticed for me on this, and when I started switching and started focusing more on these kinds of, um, no, I guess like non-physical or non-scale goals is I really started focusing on strength because I'm like, Ooh, I, I like love the way it felt to go and lift heavy weights. Like that is my, that's my thing. Like I freaking love, that's my therapy session. So when I focused on strength, that you know, going up in strength, especially I think a breaking point for me on all this was like the whole pull up thing. That was something I'd wanted to do for freaking years, guys. Like that was me. A woman could do that. That's like the ultimate form of badassery. And I never thought I would be able to do it. Like I'd see women do it at the gym and I'm like, whoa, like that's insane. Like that is so cool. Um, and to be completely honest, when I first started, it felt like I would never get there. Like it felt literally impossible, but I showed up for myself and I kept at it and I kept trying and I had that goal. So guess what happened when I finally reached that goal, which was going to happen anyways, because I was freaking consistent with it. It showed me that if I show up for myself, I can freaking do it. If I just don't give up and I stay consistent and guess what that did for me, that's where my self-esteem really boosted. It wasn't from having a flat stomach. It wasn't from looking a certain way. It was from showing up for myself and and like proving that I could do it. That's where the self-confidence comes from. And so, you know, that's that's why I really want to I wanted to share that with you because that really puts into perspective like what what this can do for you if you kind of focus on more of this kind of progress. So other examples is like you meal prep your lunches for the week and you feel like you're on top of things like you you have like you're like, yeah, I got this right. Like it, it feels good to when you prepare for something and you're not just like flying by the seat of your pants like, you know, um kind of as things are going. So what does that mean? That means you are more organized. It actually means you probably saved money because you didn't eat out. And then you had more energy throughout the day. Do you see by focusing on something that has nothing to do with the scale, right? Like simply preparing healthy lunches for your week, how that can affect you, right? Um, so we need to see like, how are these things affecting us besides just the bottom line of gate of losing weight? Another thing is you exercised all week and you did something for you that also put you in a better mood, which helped you to have more patience with your kids, which means you exploded less on them last week, right? And we all know how that feels like when you when you can't control your emotions and you're just like, and you just, you get onto your kids, but you do a little too much. And it's probably because you're frustrated. You have so much going on. If you were, and this even goes back around to even just like preparing your lunches, eating a healthy, balanced meal, stabilizing your blood sugar, like feeling like you're on top of things and in control control of things and and not in like a like a really oh I gotta control everything but just like where things flow better and you're not like constantly trying to figure shit out at the last minute that's gonna give you more patience with your kids it is and I know this firsthand because I can feel the difference when I don't do stuff like that I don't have my routine I don't take care of myself how it affects how I show up with my family you know and to me that's a big win. That has nothing, like I said, to do with how you look or the scale and everything like to do with a better quality of life. And I know that your big why 
part of it is going to be how you're going to show up for your family. I know you want to be the best mom you can be. And it really seen how all this ties in to, to itself. Another example is, um, you know, you ate better, so it gave you more energy. So what did you do with that energy? You took your kids more to the park instead of napping on the couch or watching Netflix shows. You actually spent quality time with them because you had the energy to do that. All from eating better. So do you see how, like, this focus can be reshifted to what other kinds of things can I get out of you know, this besides how I'm going to look. And, you know, I'm going to share with you another little secret. You don't have to wait to feel amazing, confident, or comfortable in your skin. You know, you don't have to wait to be that perfect size to feel that way. You can start feeling like that right now because the truth is the magic is in the journey. That's really where everything starts happening. And it takes showing up now, like that woman you want to be in order to become that woman. You become that woman acting like her now. That's the secret. That's like something I've learned on the journey. It's not that once you get, you're not like looking at this destination, like a final destination. Once I reach that goal weight, that's when I had permission to feel good about myself. That's when I had permission to have self-confidence, to be a better mom. No, that happens during the journey. It's the process. It's the transformation of what you go through that makes you into that woman. It's not that the way you look at the end is just a byproduct of what you've been through. It's a byproduct of that journey. It's a byproduct of all the things you did to get to where you were, right? And and if we don't think about that, and you don't really realize it to actually you've been through the journey. If you're somebody listening to this and you've had a transformation, you're like, hell yeah, she's spot on. Like she knows what she's talking about. I know I've been through that journey. But when I first started it, I didn't realize that it takes going through that journey to realize that. But I wanted to share that like a secret. <laughs> like I, I don't think people talk about that enough, but that's really where it happens. Um, so and, and like I said, no number on the scale will make you feel how you want to feel like it's really you feel that way by showing up for yourself by doing things now that make you feel good about yourself inside it out the other secret is the journey never ends but that's also the beauty about it right you when you start realizing like all the magic is in the journey then you don't want it to end like you won't like you're going to reach you're going to have these milestones But the final destination never arrives. And when you're actually enjoying the journey, you never want it to end. This is all about trends. I really, truly believe that this should be about transforming into our better self, into reaching our higher self. And we can't do that without change. We can't become better without change. And, you know, if we're wanting to continue to progress in this life, we're going to have to continue to change in a good way, right? And, and to like push ourselves and to, and to challenge ourselves so that sh- there should never be, we should never see this as like a final end. We ne- should never see like, oh, I'm just gonna eat healthy. I'm gonna work out until I reach this certain weight and I'm gonna stop. And it's like, if that's your mentality, I'm gonna guarantee, I'm gonna be so freaking blunt to guarantee 100% that you're gonna gain all the way back and more. Because that's the problem with how we're viewing this. We're seeing that this is just like a like a sprint. No, this is a lifelong thing. You want you want permanent results, you're gonna have to keep doing what you did to get those results. That's why it matters so much the journey. It matters so much in how the process of how you're going about that. And if you're going about that and being miserable and restrictive and all this other stuff. And I know we started talking about progress, but I really wanna hone this like in at the end, like throw this in to kind of to show you that even your mentality on how you're tracking progress is going to make a lot of the difference in where you're going to show up in this journey, how this journey is going to be for you, and if you're going to continue on it, right? So today, I hope, I really hope that I gave you a fresh new mindset and a healthier mindset around progress and what that really means in perspective in your life. Like, I want you to stop putting so much damn emphasis on the physical progress Start focusing on the kinds of progress that actually is going to improve your quality of life. (laughs) That's actually going to make you happier. That's not going to happen by a number on the scale. I know this. I've been 30 pounds lighter than what I am now, guys. Guess what? I was the most depressed I was in my life at that point. It did not make me happier. It did not make me happier to be a size one. (laughs) It didn't. It didn't. Um, So permanent weight loss and getting fit is really 
just the byproduct of living a healthier life and one that is focused on self-love and being a better person and being being your best self like and 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 just like I said in in a loving way that's another big part of this and I talk a lot about self-love because that's a big part of this progress like our progress this process is doing it in a way where you're loving yourself into a body that you're proud of and we need to stop punishing ourselves into our dream body and start really honoring our body for what it is and what it's capable of and we're only really going to untruly be our best self if we're we're going about this in self-love so always keep that on a side note that all things should be through self-love so i really hope you enjoyed today's episode um and i will see you next week i got some on a um just to let y'all know i got some episode ideas kind of lined up i'm gonna try to uh i'm gonna try to put things in query and like have things released on every Tuesday so don't skip anything because next week I'm having surgery I'm finally getting this these implants out these breast implants so I'm going to try not to skip any Tuesdays but if I do I apologize and I I know I have I just know in my gut like I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be so much more motivated and stronger and I'm just gonna feel better I'm gonna be healthier like I just I just know it so be prepared. When I get back, it's going to be on. But for now, just bear with me. And I'll, um, you know, if you are not, if you don't have me on Instagram, my handle is mom is new strong. You can add me on Facebook, Jessica Nicole May or mom is the new strong, because I'm going to be posting updates, um, on my ex plan and recovery and all that stuff through Insta stories. So if you want to like come hang out with me during all that and see how it goes, you know, come hang out with me there. And, um, anyways, if you have anything that you would like to see in an upcoming episode or something to say about the episode, please leave me a review. Um, especially if you've been really enjoying the podcast, you know, leave me a five-star review, leave me, uh, write something, what, uh, you know, what you're feeling, how, how, what you think about this. And, um, I'd really appreciate it. Um, But for now, guys, I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mama's New Strong Podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to momisthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.